You are now listening to Well, Well, well Phila Now. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his perfumist. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> So Constantine hobbles off. He does hobble off. I think we're back to Eve at oh, the Bitter yeah. Pill. Bitter Pill. Trying mm-hmm. to get Villanelle's number from the bakery. So here's um, Bear probably on Bing. Who knows? We don't get to see a screen. Oh, my God. You, first of all, sir, you use Bing, which I, I only learned I, like a week ago. I Just think. a week ago. Because you always say Google. And I looked at you. I was like, what is that? Is that Bing? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Palastri. All right, Palastri. Well, I mean, I do. I like all Bing. right. I do. Uh, so uh, Eve's on the phone and she's on the phone with the bakery. Um, she's trying to th- do some version of a con story. I don't know how much honest truth nonsense she's giving, but she's like, oh, well, you know, this cake, it meant a lot. She was about to say some story about, see, my husband was like attacked around the same time this cake was delivered. And I just wanted to. And- oh, my God. Can we just harken back to Jess? But you are a good liar, aren't you? Eve? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was Jess's best read for series two. And Eve is consistently showing us that Jess was right because she was on that bullshit. And Bear and Jamie looking at her like, girl, what is he doing? And doesn't Bear cut her off to be like, actually, before you start on that pitchfork story, that probably won't make any sense. I have something. I found a thing. I'm on the computer. I did a thing. I found a thing. And I think Eve hangs up like, oh, God, I didn't know where I was going (laughs) with that. And I'm like, we definitely don't know where you were going at all. Because right before, like, they flagged her over, Bear and Jamie were talking and he was like, I can't believe I'm still here in this office because I'm guessing it's later on in the day and he's like and not in like right. A, a so local instead pub of going home and day drinking there, he is observing what Bear and Eve are up to, which is why I say he's a plant from the twelve. Because why are you involved if you are not involved? You know what I'm saying? And here's Bear. Bear's like, well, you're here because Eve's a genius. She's brilliant. She's well, that's giving Bear a lot of spoons, which he deserves, because I think he definitely has a crush on Eve or something. But I feel like Jamie says it in a condescending fashion, like, oh, you think she's brilliant. Because- <laughs> and it's like, how dare you? Because Eve is brilliant, the, the, motherfucker. It, it, the timing is what made that really bad, because that was when she was following with her. She was, she was t- talking that bullshit. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And to save her from drowning, Bear was like, oh, wait, wait, I got, I got the financial transactions from the establishment she's like oh god she was but like then, I had but no- then the place the story what was it rish 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 rishvik oh yeah i'm not sure As i we didn't were write going it down. down locations what was um it was in iceland um i want to say rishvik i'm probably pronouncing it all the way wrong and that's Rishvish, totally fine Rishvish. And it was a place Sorry, where guys. you know bear had relations and they took a beat to just sort mm. of absorb that in with i guess they were well he said he lost his virginity there and i just feel like everybody including everyone watching at home was like why are we okay, here why and- is this conversation right and I think Jamie's just sort of like, uh, how? <laughs> and he's like, wait, how how, and why that location or how and why, period, period at all that I lost my virginity. And Eve literally speaks aloud what I was screaming out loud. And in my head, right. it's just like, enough. Why? What are we doing? Right. Get back to Trim work. the fat is what we Get back work. to work. Right. Trim get back to fat. work. Give and us- Eve was like, bitch, get back to work. What is this? No one gives a goddamn about how you lost right. your virginity, bear. And then he's like, uh, England, England, Barcelona. She's like, wait. Tasha's running Villanelle out of Barcelona. That's it. Eureka. It. Eureka. Run those Give me the numbers. numbers. Give me the number. Get that thing. Check do it. Check activity. And he was like, well, 
He's like, I can't really do that. I can't do that legally and shit. And she's like, oh, but can you do it illegally? He's like, yeah. She's like, get that. Get get that to work. Get it illegally. Get that to work. And he goes, oh, well, actually, the car was just used 25 minutes ago. And I'm like, I said, how did Bear get the illegal information in two seconds? It was as simple as an enter. Mm. Hitting enter to be like, oh, illegal to legal. I mean, you can't. Or legal to illegal. Lord. It's like safe search moderate. Off. I guess he said he was on the dark web. <laughs> I said he was on the dark web. All right. Mm. And so he does his illegal stuff in two seconds, says it was used two days ago. And of course, Eve is like, where? And he's like, Aberdeen, Scotland. Oh, we get the title card. We do. Aberdeen, Scotland. After we cut to Aberdeen, Scotland with Villanelle and Dasha on a job. And the bitches is already arguing with you guys. That's what I was musing about in the last snack. I said, if these hoes got to work together with how they are, it's going to be an argument. It's going to be literally on site for Dasha and Villanelle the entire time. And it was. It basically was. It was cute. Only because it, it reminded though, me no. of episode seven of series two, where Eve was forced to take Hugo and then they oh had to God. check into the it's hotel. True. Actually, yeah, that is, a, that is a callback. I was like, well. It's when you got the third wheel that you don't want, but actually it's like, Villanelle, you brought this second and third wheel. Mm-hmm. Like you, it had to happen because mm-hmm. you've been fucking up. So how mad can you be, Villanelle? And that's ultimately why Dasha was trolling her. Dasha's ridiculous, but I love the way Dasha trolled the shit out of Villanelle because there's no fucking way that Dasha would be having the reverse situation that Villanelle would not be trolling her. Oh, endlessly. Well, of course not. Right. Endlessly and mercilessly. And so she did the same thing. And they are at the hotel Are you or celebrating anything? No. Yes. We're here in business. I'm celebrating a promotion. Oh, don't worry about my mother. She has dementia. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, the employees just like, can y'all just God. tell me what the fuck? Like, right. can y'all just check in? Because I don't think any single hospitality person is trying to carry on a real conversation. It's all Ever. fake. They're just like, oh, yeah, was it? are you here visiting? Oh, that's, that's nice. Um, Here's your keys, bitch. Get the fuck out of my face, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to go on my break. I don't want a piece or part of whatever this is. And so they leave, they get their keys and Dasha is over it. And so of course, the minute they get into the elevator, Dasha's like, oh, so you think you won, bitch? You think you won? You think you won because you won that little exchange in the lobby? You think you won? Well, guess who didn't win? You, ho, okay? I win, I'm winning, me, it's me, Dasha, Dasha. Dasha has such ego. She's like, I'm winning, ho, I'm the one that's going to get everything. That when you go back to Russia, that no one's gonna be there cheering for you. Like um, the only thing that's waiting for you is indifference. Like. Do you know that they have vegans there? You're going to... What did she say? That you're going to go and order... Well, Dasha is like, bitch, I've done everything they've asked me to do. Whereas you, I don't fucking know. I, I, I have been dealing with your ass since you had mosquito bites as breasts. Now, why this jumped out to me? Again, I, I hate to be that dick face that's like, here's another detail. But, um... Was her first cover the, in the orphanage? I'm just I'm saying. Just- <laughs> I'm just saying, right. Right. Because they said Dasha got Villanelle after jail. Villanelle had aged up past adulthood, which is why she was in adult jail and stuff. Fucking with Nadia. And so I say, Villanelle's boobs, they grew after the fact. After she was 21, 22. How is that? How is that possible? Men's bodies can very well grow up until like 21, 22, sometimes 23, but women, not so much. And looking back on my trauma of when my boobs just appeared out of nowhere because that's that's how boobs be doing no, yeah, you like you're do. living life they don't exist and then they do and so for me it was such a visceral memory and it being between the ages of 12 to 14 where it's like oh then you could say maybe mosquito bites 12 13 but then between 13 and 14 just like 
there we go. Double Ds. That's it. And it made me so self-conscious. Like I told you, I stopped participating in certain sports just because I couldn't deal with how dudes started looking at me differently. And I was just like, no, it's, um, um, can't handle it. So I don't know why they wrote that. I know that people say mosquito bite for small boobs. I just don't understand why it would be relevant for a 20-year-old Villanelle. Right. I mean, the only other time she was ever referenced by having small breasts was when she had the vest on and she did her first kill on and and that not, made sense right. because it was disguised back right. when Villanelle was like using her her wit and her mind like, right. to distract from kills but right. we don't really have that Villanelle today right now I was like Masantri on the first kill all right yes it's like she was she was with a woman and you let the woman live or you just drugged her out okay I see I see okay so she's not a reliable witness I get it okay all right so it's like, okay, Dasha, so sure, sure. You had a puberty-stricken Villanelle, even though she was out of jail. And then she continues like, and now I get to go home. And then she like takes Villanelle's arms and looks like she's sort of rubbing it oddly and callously. Like she's like, yeah, right. where's the wound at? Right, trying to find it. Trying to find if she could poke it. And I think it's another callback yet again to what Elaine did earlier in that episode. Just because it feels like people have been touching Villanelle to manipulate Villanelle. And I don't Only like... touching to manipulate. I... Where's Eve? Where, sorry, right. sorry. Why is there sorry. so much scar sorry. play, but it's not... The scar play that I'm I was not going to call for. it scar play because I refuse. Okay. But I see where you are. Okay. I refuse right. to call okay. it scar play because okay. Villa doesn't have a scar yet. She has a wound. Well, she, she, has a wound. she has a scar, but no one's. Sir, she no, has a scar. She has a wound and she a scar. She has a wound. No, no. <laughs> Vito. <laughs> Vito. She has a wound. And Dasha was messing with her wound. That's but. why when she was like, show me where the injury was, at first Villanelle was like, oh, you mean this? No, 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 not this one. You mean, oh, you mean my arm. Oh, and okay. I'm just so glad Villanelle can keep her sapphic jaunts with the Eve, like the most serious <laughs> private stuff to right. herself. Right. Until Eve and Villanelle have a fucking conversation, you don't need to be conversing with any anyone else about your goddamn relationship with your girlfriend. Ugh. But yes, what does Villanelle say after that? After Dasha's like, and I get to go home. Oh, oh, right. I was talking about the touch. I just wanted to point out that it feels like they're reinforcing this touch thing with Villanelle with various people who are full of artifice. And despite Villanelle and her deep, I was about to sing Katie Lang, constant <laughs> craving. Like that's Villanelle. She's constantly craving for something. And I feel like everyone knows. Like everyone knows. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. And they're trying to use it against her. And I hope she's sick of it. That's me reading into stuff. But yeah, now well, we can course, move on. Of course, Villanelle's telling Dasha, don't you know when you go back home that there's nothing going to be there waiting for you? There's no fanfare. Poor Villanelle. She was trying to troll Dasha back because she'd been getting trolled by everybody, including mm -hmm. the lady in red and a silent Rianne, which is crazy, but a silent Rianne also trolled Villanelle. And here come Dasha with another line like, oh, bitch, um, didn't she say she's going to have some really good-ass vodka? After Villanelle's oh, like, what's did. even waiting mm -hmm. for you in, in Russia? She's like, well, first of all, some good-ass vodka. And Villanelle's like, no, no, indifference, bitch, because nobody cares about you. Nobody wants you there. And matter of fact, did you know there were vegans in Russia? So if you want to order some stroganoff, guess what? The restaurants won't give it to you. There goes your perfect Russian experience. <laughs> and Dasha's like, oh, that's cool. I don't really give a fuck because um, you seem to be under the impression I want a hero's welcome. And of course I screamed, Ellen is also R right, under the right, impression that right. you want a hero's welcome. So maybe there's some truth there. But Dasha says no. And then also, if she wants some stroganoff, her son, her son can make it for her. Interesting. And at that moment, Villanelle's face is like, what the fuck, you got a kid? So everybody out here got kin, living kin, who loves them except me. That's cool. That's fun. That's cool. Everything hurts. Everything hurts right now, and I'm upset. And to make matters worse, I feel like afterwards, Dasha just rubs more fucking dead sea salt into the wound to be like, so I, 
I'm good. You, you've destroyed everything in your life. You have nothing and no one. You're going to die alone. Me, me. I'm going to die with my hand held and love. And I was like, Dasha, you did not have to do that when you were the only person who saw her in the bathroom. It's Just true. a mess saying she doesn't want to do it anymore. And you saw that weakness and now you are exploiting it to tear her down even further. So that was annoying. But at the same time, would Dasha be Dasha if she didn't do that? No. And of course, like Villanelle's cycling through everything that she just was told. But, you know, she got a rebound. She got a rebound. She oh, got yeah, to so make a joke. She got to make a joke. That's that's the best way to go. She goes, uh, does your son have your halitosis? She's like, because ma, your breath stank. It stinks. <laughs> to Dasha's fucking credit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if you laughed hard at this like I did. But after Villanelle's like, your breath stank. Dasha gives the biggest wide mouth laugh. <laughs> <laughs> And just essentially, he's like, let me bless you one more time with my halitosis, since you think it's so. And I don't know if that's why Villanelle or Jody plays it this way. But when she eventually is like, she does that bite at her. And she's oh, like, yeah. such an intoxicating okay. scent. I found that both hilarious and kind of hot just because she was aggressive. And I was like, you could have bit Dasha's nose. In fact, I wish she did. A little bit. Just a little bit. It would have been wild. But as long as you spit out the tip, spit out what you bit, Villanelle, so we do not float into Hannibal territory, I would have enjoyed that scene. And the we get to the floor. <laughs> and, you know, she does this, right, she does the bite. And she exits the uh, elevator, leaves Dasha in there by herself so that Dasha could, you know, collect herself. I hope Dasha got a little shooketh in that moment. She yeah. was like, bitch, I can't ever really predict Villanelle. And she could have just stabbed me right then. Agent of chaos. Mm-hmm. And it looks like we are, oh, we're on a different side of London now. So. <laughs> yeah, we cut to Constantine arriving home. Right. So he said that he needed to be home and he'll see uh, Irina in two days. So however fast he flew back into London, whatever. Shh. Sorry. Time Sorry. zones don't matter. Right, I know. I know. They don't matter. So it's, it's later. There's 84 hours in a Constantine day. Okay. True. So True. much time. So much time for travel time and traffic and the rest. Oh, this is my least favorite scene of this episode. So you can recap it your damn self because I right. will not be talking about Carol Dean. I mean, I probably will jump in with some snide comments every now and again. But well, if, generally, if it's in I'll the leave inbox and people want to hear us talk about wait it. Wait a minute. We are, we are not in the snack, sir. We are <laughs> oh, in the wait, recap. You're right. you're the people right. need to know the bare minimum. The basics. Oh. The basics. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just still traumatized by this whole fucking thing. So. So we get Constant in the room. After he gets in, puts down his jacket, and he turns the corner, and there's someone in this house. So, of course, he screams because Constant's used to getting people who visit him in this house. And he's like, Well, people stop waiting for him in the dark, and it's Geraldine. And she was trying to do something nice for Constantine. She wanted to get away, she didn't want to be in the house. Um,. <laughs> You, we could call this what we want to call it. But, you know, she just really wanted the excuse to be able to see him. And, of course, he's like, how'd you get in? She's like, oh, a neighbor gave him the key. And he's like, of course. And and as she's bumbling through, like, hey, I was going to just make you dinner. And we were going to just kind of talk. He seemed like he really wasn't in the mood. So she decides to pack up and try to be on her ginger, gingerly uh tiptoeing way out the door but say oh by the way um you know mom's been working on something and she's you know she's really close to cracking like whatever this is whatever. can i just interject for a second oh of course and just ta- just mention the absurdity of constantine leaving a key with a neighbor when he is a whole ass spy well for multiple organizations that want him well, dead well and constantine i believe says in the scene when she reveals that 
she got the key from the neighbor. Oh, that was stupid. And I'm like, was that the writers trying to be cheeky? Because I'm trying to understand how Constantine gives anyone a key to his apartment. I'm trying to figure it out. And also, how creepy is it of someone who you're not dating, even if they hopped on the knob the one time? How creepy is it for them to just be waiting for you in your apartment, Geraldine? That's not okay. That's not right. Why? Oof. Sorry. Right. I just, it's, so, it's weird. It's right. weird. So it's Geraldine just being as Geraldine as she could be, saying, you know, again, I'm sorry. It didn't mean overstep. But, you know, I'll just get pack up my things and, you know, the steak and stuff I was going to prepare and just be out of the way. Oh, well, what were you going to make? Oh, filet mignon. Constantine. Oh, of course, after she drops I that like, little tidbit about her mother. Right. Here's Constantine. I like filet mignon. And, of course, her facial expression changes. Her bags drop to the floor. And she's like, you so-and-so. You bastard. And he's like, what? I said I like filet mignon. And he's like, well, mom told me that you were just using me and I didn't believe her. And here he goes with the yes, I was using you, whatever. But 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 can <laughs> we talk about like, this you're later? You use me and disappear. And I think Constantine right. has a funny like that's like, well, no. And then he's like, well, yeah, yeah, I was, I was gonna disappear into the ether, into the abyss. You were never gonna see me again, girl. But look, but I'm a how piece of dare shit. You? It, it's because it, it, I'm a piece of shit. All right. But he tells her to calm down, and she's like, no, I will not calm down. I, like she's like, I want these grown up feelings. These are valid feelings for me to have, and I'm just trying to work through them. But out also, loud. she doesn't have that jaunt with her mother yet, so she mm. was like, I'm gonna yell at you, Constantine. Since yelling at my mom doesn't generally go the way I would like it to go. Mm. Anyway, that's my little side insight into why she's yelling at Constantine so easily. And uh, <laughs> he admits his spy game. And I think right. she says, like, I hope he died. Is that and right? She was like, well, what kind of person takes advantage of a grieving oh, woman? Oh, right. And he's like, because, a piece of shit like me. Yes, I'm shit. You know, I am. I am shit. And as and he horrible. admits to being shit, she stares at him and goes, you know, I hope you die. And he's like, well, that's very... He's very possible, very bitch. Possible. My, my chest... <laughs> these palpitations, ho, they've been coming way too frequently. Okay, so I think after that, we cut back to Dasha and Villanelle. And this time they're on the golf course. They've changed their outfits. Dasha is in her blue primary and Villanelle is in her green. And Dasha starts out by saying that she's going to miss this. And V is looking like, oh, looking like a prophylactic that can't play Ooh. golf. And that's because Villanelle still has energy for Dasha, given what she said, and she ought to, she should. But Dasha's like, no, girl, killing people, you asshole. <laughs> Duh. Watching the life drain from their eyes, their last breath, all that good shit. And then I believe they both notice the annoying American that they have to kill. He's playing golf some distances away. And they make some stereotypical comments about all Americans being loud and whatnot. We are loud. We are loud. But are we the only loud bitches in the world? Oh, the Americans? Oh, I mean... When, in American films, when people of other cultures are on screen, things look interesting. So it's only right that if something is not American-based and they have a version of America that they want to portray and highlight, it looks like how it looks. People have said many things of this range of the way these guys look. They were a little portly. I mean, I guess you could say Americans are not great at being all the way in shape. But that's also a lie. Well, because we know there's two polarized Americans. There's actually the Americans that are fitness obsessed. Mm -hmm. And then there are those who don't give a fuck. And so that's why I'm like, actually, if we look at America, we are superficial, vain, and rude. Do you know how many people are angry that they couldn't go and get elective cosmetic surgeries during the uh, hospital bed crisis known as COVID-19? Like, they were like, well, I mean, 
I understand that there's a shortage of hospital beds, but I really want to get rid of this chin. So if you could find a way so that I can so that I can have this chin be gone by the time I'm ready to jaunt back outside when social distancing is no longer a thing, that would be so fucking helpful. Like I'm trying to finish healing by the time the beginning of summer arrives. So the sooner you can find a bed, I will don't make me do it in my own home. I will do it in my own home if I have to. So I don't know. Because I'm trying to figure out if I should even bring up the <sighs> the fact that the the golf party as a whole looked like, you know, those those kind of men in like those all boys clubs that are oh, like Oh my right, gosh. Like the, now that you mention it, the dude talk. the dude looked like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, someone yeah, like the the short buzz, like he just like the body type, like yeah. just how much of a pathetic and derelict human he looked like when he was in court. Like that's that was the immediate vibe I got, especially with what he was saying. Oh, I invite women into my boardroom. Right. And, and I was like, How about you invite my boot? Onto your lips, sir. Just, just like Eve Palastri style. But that's that's not right. That's that's extra. Like, that's going too far. When your functions for women are merely ornamental, it's problematic. Very much problematic, especially when you're laughing at it to a bitch face. Right. Wow. He's like, oh, I love the women here in Scotland. I guess was what he was thinking because he's definitely not friendly. He's like, yeah, you know, I like the whole vibe of being. You know. Oh, right. Yeah. So eventually, after Villanelle and Dasha and their little squabble, Villanelle hits the ball into the brush. <laughs> And they walk over there with the intent to get this guy to get it for them. And then we see how much of a sexist he is after Villanelle calls him over. But it takes a while because she's trying to be all demure. Hey, hey, excuse me. Hey, <laughs> hey. And it's not working. She's like, hey. And I wonder if Jodie Comer lost her voice on that day because she had to do the hey. And she oh, did right. it really throaty each time. And by the time she had to do take five, she was like, guys, I, I, I little horse right maybe they let her do it after the fact and after. this is when he comes over talking all that boardroom shit that you were just talking about oh, oh. I, did have, I like to have women in the boardroom because I, I get to feel like a star I mean I didn't feel like he said that but he was saying something to that effect of like no if that feels yeah. I like to have women around so I can help them and feel better about myself and my manhood that's I, that was a general gist I got right like I would like to be around women who need men because you know then I could save them yay and here Villanelle playing into it no I was raised in a time where men were men and women were women and men loved their uh, women and women loved their man as man or something to that effect. Ooh. And Dasha over there not in, in agreement. And of course, at the same time, not too far away, we have an Eve Palastri. Oh, I just want to mention really quick, when Dasha and Villanelle were talking to the receptionist, Villanelle mentions that she's wearing tartan because Dasha is upset that she's wearing what she perceives to be as plaid. And Villanelle's like, no, this is my family tartan. And Dasha's like, well, you're you're a stupid hoe because we're supposed to be German. And Germans don't wear kilts. And I just wanted to point it out. I don't know if you noticed that line, but it's interesting that Villanelle was wearing her family colors, given all that we've seen. That's something she decided to do and go against whatever their pregame plan was to blend in as German. Interesting. Oh, so did you miss that I line? I probably did miss yeah, it. Yeah, it's very, it's very quick in the initial exchange when they're sort of like having the quick banter back and forth. And so she's like, no, this is my family's tartan. So that was a thing. I'm sure... Most people noticed it. But if you did, I just want to say I think it's that's something that Villanelle experienced off screen. She figured out where her family tartan was. It's like when my sister went to Scotland and Ireland with her husband and they came back with all kinds of crests and shit like, ah, oh, this is the crest and the tartan of the thing. And so I think it's that where she is still somehow taking pride in where she's from, even though where she's from rejected her. Well, yeah. Oof. It's Woof. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So you can go back to what you were saying about Eve. Oh, right. Yes. At the same time, we have an Eve Palastri, not too far away. And she's um 
you know. She's been like an Uber driver. Sort a of Scottish Uber driver. Off. Well, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know. Talking too much. He found out where she was from, which was like, you know, music to his ears. Because the only time he's ever been to London was to take part in all those uh uh, serial killer tours. And so he's he seems to be was... something he likes to do. He's like, yeah, we saw Jack the Ripper. All the tours. And each word coming out of his mouth, Eve is just like, don't say another word. <laughs> it's literally Masafani. Don't speak. I know just what you're saying. Please, please stop explaining. Don't tell me because it hurts, motherfucker. I don't want to hear you. So she calls up Baird to be like, are you sure that I'm in? But right you place. you have to <laughs> highlight the fact that the guy was still talking to her oh, and the entire was. time she's like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And she's lifting her phone, uh-huh, uh-huh. And mid-sentence, she's like, so bear, uh, can you talk about those numbers? <laughs> and the driver's like, oh. Right. All right. Okay, so, wow. All right. Like, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm a Londoner by way of the America. So maybe I maybe you should have just treated me like I was American and just knew that I didn't want you to talk. <laughs> I say Eve is getting, she is getting closer to her bag, closer to her, her fucking jaunt as Dark Eve. And like she said in the preview we saw, I am not a nice lady. She's not nice. So she doesn't have to play nice, which is always the demands people put on women regardless of the Very fact true. they want to be nice. So if Eve doesn't want to be nice to a fucking annoying ass dude who's trying to run her ear off about Jack the Ripper, be quiet, sir. All right. So these scenes are essentially happening around the same time. So we're going to jump back over and watch Dasha and Villanelle with this, um, with their mark, helping them look for, you know, there's a ball somewhere not too far off. Oh, I think this is actually when she yells the hay. Uh, I think we brought it up a little bit early from when Eve first is in the Uber driver, but this is when they actually physically get him to, to come over. Right. And, and he has the banter with them, laughs about having women. She's like, being oh, my mom is old and unsteady. Sorry, that lie was hilarious. She was like, listen, my mom is old. She's unsteady. Her ankles. <laughs> Can you get it? She can't. I feel like Dasha's just in the back like, <sighs> can't wait till this job is over. Right. She says, you know what? I reneged on the gift I was going to give you. This kills will be mine. Move. And he's like, oh, the ball's just over this way. And they, they do some light rummaging around after villanelle about. tosses it into the brush she, and then she points it out she's like oh i think i think that's it there and so he goes over to to <laughs> oh and that's after he delivers that line about most women would have a problem with this what i'm doing for y'all yes. just on a matter of principle yeah and they just have to keep laughing off his horrible sexism and so i don't know but i have to assume that the harvey weinstein comparison wasn't a coincidence just because of the lines they had this guy deliver and the kind of creep he was the rich privileged creep yes <sighs> I mean, it's not too big of a leap. It's not too big of a hop. But him with his trouser trouble and the plumber's situation. Oh, no. I almost see. I had I had rejected the crack from my mind and my memories. And it just came flooding back in the worst way. So he finally got to the ball and she's counting down because she's she's ready. She's ready. And Dasha and her have been talking shit the entire time. Mostly Dasha. She's like, is this what they don't have belts in America? <laughs> Well, she's she was like, holy shit. I mean, this is the portly tapestries that she used to strew together with all the Americans she used to Rude, kill. Dasha. In the Cold War. She did right. say that. I don't think we mentioned it, but she was like, <laughs> I killed so many Americans in the Cold War. I could have made a greasy tapestry. And it's like, girl, slow down. Slow down. But we get it. And so he gets the ball and he turns up and looks in horror because he thinks he's about to be struck by this golf club that Villanelle is wielding and she alters her trajectory and knocks Dasha out. She sure so does. So in his, in his lens, it's like, yo, she just took out her own mother. <laughs> I, I would be concerned too. I'm like, what the fuck did I just walk into? 
And she hands him the ball and she tells him to stuff it in his like fanny pack or stuff whatever. Stuff that in your fanny pack and eat it. And, and I'm like, it. is he supposed to eat the ball that he's putting into the fanny pack or the ball and the fanny pack? I would prefer the, the latter. latter. <laughs> now, just for difficulty's and then sake. He t- she tells him to run. And so he gets up. Still, the trial has not fully made it. Uh, he's not but he I just want to point out that Villanelle looked really scary in that moment oh she did like Jodie Comer can dial in some looks sometimes where you're like wow bro and so that type of like aggressive like run I would give it somewhere still lower on the spectrum than her face with Bill but I was getting similar creep vibes and maybe it has something to do with the fact that her hair was pulled back the same way too and what she was serving but I just like when Jodie gives us those truly terrifying faces to remind us that Villanelle is pretty fucking terrifying to anyone who's not Eve. It was like the clown. Or the lady in red. Or the lady in red. Clearly Villanelle does not terrify the lady in red. I'm sorry to say but Villanelle does not terrify the lady in red and if I had to guess not Rianne either. Not Rhiannon. Wow. Villanelle, look how far we've come, bitch, from series one. Let alone, forget series one, series two. Series two. Where the ghost was like, bitch, I don't even know this hoe's name, bitch. The rumors about this bitch is scary. So that Villanelle went into that locker. We don't know what the fuck she did, but the ghost was shook before she got in there. How did Villanelle go from being that assassin that everyone talked about? Like, oh, you don't want to fuck with her, the faceless bitch. We don't even know what this bitch looked like. To Rhiannon, like, pathetic. Sounded like Ursula. You know, just changed everything. Whatever. We went from not knowing nothing about her to, oh, this is all it was. And now it's not so scary because okay, we're but up it's not, close. But that's us. That has nothing to do with the people in Killing Eve's world. That's what I'm talking about. The people in Killing Eve's world, the world of assassin and crime and syndicates said in series two, we are shooketh a Villanelle. Villanelle was outside the locker and those grown ass men with machine guns were like, when she looked at them. That is true. So how we went from Villanelle there, there, that is scaring grown men with automatic weapons to fire at her and Villanelle has no weapons and she still made them jump to the Villanelle in the room with Lady in Red and Rianne laughing at her because she's so unscary. I just, we have dipped so far. I just would like to put my prayers forth now that it returns (laughs) in series four with Eve at her side because <laughs> I need my misandry doses, you guys. I do. Yeah, there, there. of course, the song comes in when that's happening and the song is... Uh, it's the unloved song where it's like, there's something about the way you are. And I'm over here like, why are they using the song? I don't understand why this is for this moment, but sure, I let's da- do it. Well, to be ridiculous and to be a clown, I would like to hope that someone decided to put that song in because Villanelle was thinking about Eve. That's usually where the song parlays. It's a villain Eve thing. And so if they decided to put it there, I'm going to assume that they weren't talking about his crack. There's something about the way you are. But maybe that's Villanelle deciding ultimately in that moment that she doesn't want the 12 stuff. Because I initially had the idea that, oh, Villanelle planned to do Dasha dirty from the jump. I don't think she did. I think she decides in process after dealing with Dasha and maybe hearing about Dasha having a kid and being like, this bitch, this bitch has a kid and someone who cares about her puts it back into her head like, maybe I just need to stop fucking with the 12 altogether. Right. And try to get my life together and see about Eve. The bitch did kiss me and I'm still thinking about that and everybody got somebody but me. Everyone has someone but me. The lady in red has Rianne, Dasha has her son and I'm fucking alone and so maybe if I don't want to be alone not being on this career path is a thing that makes sense because look at Dasha leaving this career path to go to her home which is also my home but not really anymore because I hate Russia at this time <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that made sense but no, that's, that's the end of that sentence whether I mean, it did or not you that's, guys. that's a Dasha getting to do the latter half of her business where she's now back home in Russia 
but more than likely she business be. what business well you know i like this to dream as oh, always all right sure like so what's dash's business what's she doing remember when villanelle had her first flat and she had that neighbor who was you know working but retired but working she is gone right so that's probably gonna be uh, dasha's john like oh she until doing? she gets merged right okay well yeah <laughs> and there's only one way to get out the game right. and that's death right so i do believe dasha will die anyway in russia at the hands or because of the 12 all right so i'll take that i will take dasha as the unassuming elderly woman who's watching but actually got wild skills to take you out i kind of got it i can kind of <laughs> i can kind of take you out just depends on where Lord. Oh, and uh, confirmation. Oh, oh after yes. Villanelle knocks out Dasha and the dude runs off, Villanelle does say, oh, shit, before she runs off, which is another reason why I thought it was spontaneous because she doesn't. She's like, oh, girl, I'm out here acting like Eve Palastri. <laughs> yes. Doing yes. stuff without thinking it through. Yes. And so there's something to be said about the oscillating happening with the brain cell that as Villanelle is getting more unsure of herself with the murder and what's going on, Eve is getting more sure with herself it's just it's an interesting oscillation that's happening perhaps intentional perhaps coincidental who knows but just wanted to point it out and i think from there we cut back to the roadway yes Yes. Um, her uber or what have you is um brought to a screeching halt because a gentleman decides to throw himself in front of the moving vehicle he was desperate yes he was (laughs) he was desperate and he for some reason opens the door annoyed annoyed but she opens that shit she does she opens it because that's what you do when someone tries to stop you you open the door and you that's not what you do well that's That's, he wants to do ah well and she's like what's going on i just want to point out to you again that if there's one character who has no regard for their safety ever it's eve eve stepped to dasha without a switchblade it's true so we know that eve isn't on the plane of sanity she's on the plane of pilastri i do what i want to get what i want and that want is villanelle so it's a life she's living on and so she's like well what's going on and he's like well you know oh this this beautiful woman she just she knocked her mother out and and then she's like well wait where did this happen oh no the, i want to say the, the 18th 16th hole, hole. The 16th hole, right and then she's like oh okay all this okay, information get out. Is, get out get out and he's Bye. like wait, what? evicted Get, get out, out right now. And Do it faster. It is raining. It is like it is not the pedestrian weather. Like he thought that he was like saved from having to walk miles back to his, I guess, shared hotel area. Because well, we don't know where friends. he's walking back it's to. True. It's true. But he says one of my favorite lines this episode. He's just like, "What is with this vile country?" Well, you because he just here. had it. But to be fair, he just had a series of three instances that were all very disturbing. And up until then, he was having a fine time in Scotland. And Scotland right. is a pretty chill country. It's small. It's chill. There's lots of mountains and things and nature. So if you go there to be like this annoying dude, I'm going to just go off. I'm going to just look at some flowers. You know, I'm just going to see some nature, maybe like visit a museum. And then those three things happen in a succession. You would be like, what is even Scotland? This country's too small <laughs> to have this much drama for me in just 10 minutes. But yeah, we don't care about this guy. So fuck him and right. never return to Aberdeen. So we never skirt return. off. We skirt away as she's like, Make it to the 60th hole. Hurry. And also, she, what do you think the Uber driver was like? Just experiencing that? Well, first off, the door opening <laughs> for the guy that was like, do we need to go to the hospital? Lord. Like, he knew that he needed to get to somewhere quickly. Oh, this person's not complaining, not compressions, not medical related. Not, none of that. Okay. So, check. That's good. Oh, there's someone who hurt. So, someone's hurt. And so, maybe they thought, he thought that they were going to go and help the hurt person. Oh, yeah, Maybe. he was like, no, 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 I'm here for information and what I'm paying you, Uber driver. So right. let's go. So get If you're that, that concerned home. about him, call somebody. Call right. somebody. You're from right. here. You know. And then we get the title card that says somewhere nearby. <laughs> and it's the roadway again. It is. And Villanelle is waiting on the road 
for Constantine, evidently, as we find out, because he pulls up and she's like, yo, it took you so long. You're supposed to be here hours ago. And I'm I like, hours ago. talk about it. Hours ago. So another ago. conversation off screen? Sure, whatever. But then this goes back to alternating and fucking with my Villanelle theories. Did she plan to fucking get rid of Dasha hours ago? Or did it just occur to her an hour ago? I guess it's up for interpretation at this point. I, I don't know because she could have run away with Constantine after she did the job with Dasha because they looked like they were just waiting to get away from each other and Dasha was forced to go because Villanelle brought her up. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's just another interesting thing. We're like another off-screen conversation that we're not sure what's happened, but we're just going to go with it. Well, with you know, if we were to entertain that, then maybe Villanelle was waiting for Constantine's message, message to say that he was there to set off the chain of events. Because when they first found their marks, they were just talking about them from a distance and they didn't choose to engage they waited. I mean, that's possible, but who knows if we will ever know? Because they just true. decide not us. to fill in these. This, this, is, this, is, us. Us. this is us trying to make sense of it. <laughs> but who knows if we will know which of these scenarios is right or none at all. Of course, Constantine is like, I don't want to talk about it. Right. Which is interesting because he does not tell Villanelle that Edina has been arrested. And it's curious. What might she say about his daughter, his actual blood daughter, being a little mini killer? She'd be like, oh, let's right. get Edina. Right. right. Let's not leave her in jail. Right. And I can see her now. This will only take a second. Like, I can see it. I could see her going in there with her jaw and walking and walking I, I out I with too, Adina. Too, too. And then, of course, Cassie's going to be like, well, what did you do? I mean, what, I got her back. It doesn't matter what I did. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you want to pan in there and show me a whole bunch of dead people? Like, you could do that. You don't have to. Just show me her walking in and then walking out with, with Adina. With a bunch and of I dead bodies. And we just, know they teamed up and right, they killed everybody. Right. right. Yes, but after Constantine's like, he doesn't want to talk about it, Villanelle, she asks him where they're going. To and he's like, to get money. my money. To get my money. <laughs> and I feel like, you see I have it all caps. I'm like, your money, Constantine? Your money, Constantine? The money you embezzled and stole, Constantine? The money people have died for, Constantine? Like Charles Kruger and his wife, Constantine? Other people are going to die, Constantine? So... Your, your money. That's an interesting way to put it. And I feel like Villanelle's looking at him like, oh, you got money? <laughs> uh, right. Because this whole time oh. I've been working. Oh. And oh. I've been spending. Interesting. But I've always, I mean, I, what? But at the same time, I hope that they don't take away Villanelle's intelligence and she can read between the lines of stuff she's heard. Oh, you killed Kruger. Oh, Constantine mentioned that one time he had to find $6 million. Now all of a sudden, Constantine has money. Right. And he's running. That's right. interesting. It would be nice if she has the brain cell in that moment. Right. If she has the brain cell and who's to say, because she just hit Dasha the one time with that little bitty golf club. And I say, uh, Villanelle, I don't know what your intention was, but not killing Dasha is weird. It's weird. Unless that whole don't kill one of your own thing it's something she's concerned about again. But when I think about what she did to Anton, I'm like, but are you? Oof. Okay, so uh, after a break, we get Eve, who is in the... I uh, see 18, darkness right. She's in, in the 16th hole region. She I sees see the golf clubs. She sees two sets. She Eve heads up street, the, the hedges. The murderous of my dreams. She notices that there's a body on the floor. She gets closer. It is Dasha. Pass she the thinks, fuck out. She doesn't know what to think. She's trying to figure out what she wants no, to do. No, she, well, she knows what to think. Where's Villanelle? That's literally all she cares about. She's like, Dasha, so, right. why are you on the that's, ground? That's the preset. Why are you breathing? Right. Let me see. Oh, you are breathing. Oh, look, you're right. conscious. You're conscious. Where is she? Where is Villanelle? Where is my girl? Where is she at? And to be fair, for how Dasha plays this scene, I got to get a bitch props. I got to get the bitch props for being a tough old broad because she was like, here I am. Knock the fuck out. Vulnerable as fuck with someone who definitely does not act 
according to the laws established by any country she's in, Eve Palastri. But here's me, Dasha. My ego is so big, my hubris is so enormous that I'm going to crack a joke. I'm going to troll this bitch, Eve Palastri, right to her goddamn face. Hey, um, you're asking me about Villanelle, but I got something to tell you. The mustache. Giggle, oh, giggle, right. giggle, 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 giggle. Ha, ha, ha. Um, it looked like styling, that mustache. <laughs> and so I, yo, the jaunt you got to have is Dasha to know that it could potentially be your last moments. And instead, you're like, let me just get one more. Let me just troll a bitch one more time. And mm. she does, you guys. She does. But you guys saw that was a mistake. That was right. a mistake. But we know Dasha has completely and entirely underestimated Eve. If she did, she would not have come at her at the bowling alley and taken her big giant L. And here she is again trying to get back. And actually, that's probably part of it, that she was trying to get back some of that steez she lost at the bowling alley to be like, listen, bitch, I may be here knocked out on the ground, can't move. But you know what? I'm still not giving your ass information. And then... The music starts to play. Oh, it does. And I'm like, mmm. And Eve gets this look. Oh, it's it's delicious. It's delicious. It's hot. It's sexy. It's sapphic. It's murderous. It's misandry. It is Sandra O's future Emmy. I don't know, but it was fantastic what she served. And you guys, you guys, I don't know how many snacks I've said this and I don't know how many times I've brought it up, but I've literally said, especially when we were talking about Adina last week, that if you catch yourself a killer, especially a lady killer that got that giggle, she got the laugh, she has the wide smile after she's done something horrific, then you really got a dangerous bitch on your hands. And what did we get? What did we get, you guys, this past episode? What kind of Eve murder did we get? What did we get? Well, I mean, we didn't get anything. But. What? We didn't get anything. <laughs> I don't, this is, see, what you just did to me is what no. Suzanne Heathcote did. Right, when she, right. But see, why, why, would you, why would you indulge in such fuckery? Like, why would you intentionally try to take the wind from my sails? Whether or not Eve killed Dasha was irrelevant at the scene we're in. We are right. talking about Dark Eve rising okay. and the glee on her face when she put her foot, her foot and the on the chest and the, and the ribs started cracking. Right. Cracking. Crack, 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 crack. And Dasha, Eve's face. Dasha. Eve's face. With that energy of just laughing. Still. I don't know how you can I laugh mean, as he... She only laughed for so long, to be fair. She couldn't laugh when she was having her breathing constricted. Right, right, right. It was like one of those, I don't want to say, like, wicked stepmother from Disney type of, like, cackle, whatever was going on. Oh, no, it was a great cackle because that was a cackle that said, I don't really respect you. Right. And I don't yes. respect what you come in with. And Eve was like, bitch, when we're done, you will respect my foot. Okay, because there will be a permanent scar of this heel in the middle of your goddamn chest. And I just got to say, that's one of the hottest things Eve Palastri ever did do. And she would have killed the hoe if the popo weren't. Uh, and we know that's Weinstein's fault. Right. That was probably the Uber driver going, oh, but it's 60 tall. Right. Because um, she ran out the Uber. Right. And he was like, dude, uh, since that woman left, can you help me? Can you call the police, please? Because I, I, I'm in distress. And he did. He was like, remember all that hot shit you was talking at me at the bowling alley? We just talking about, oh, you could kill me whenever you want. You can kill me whenever you want. Well, guess what? I'm going to save it for the musings. Oh, okay. I just hope that, because Dasha's is not dead, that she is able to communicate what she saw in Eve's eyes, which is exactly what she was explaining to Villanelle that she would miss. That she saw that, that in that moment, that probably up until then, Dasha had no perception of whether or not Eve was really a killer or really dangerous. And in oh. that moment, before she lost consciousness, because right. her rib bone right. was sticking into her lungs, she was like, She's got this is what Villanelle sees right. in you. 
Right. That, <laughs> and then right. she passed out. That's the brain she cell. Right. That's where the brain cell went. That, that's where it went. And Eve hears the popo. She's like, oh, bitch, I... Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> oops. Um, let me go run run off she's into like, the brush. She's like, well, I could just tell them I'm here on police business. But no, wait, no, no, no. I don't. No. I don't I'm she not, don't got a badge. Not, right, she right, got right, a, right, she right, doesn't right. have a job. <laughs> right. She probably forgot her passport. Right, right. We don't know how Eve is over there. Right. Always break your right. rules dirty. and shit. I can't. I can't deal with her. See, that's why she be in Ubers because she's like, look, I ain't going to catch me. I was like, y'all me. just drive across the border. No, She's a mess. I mean, can we Uber back to London? How much is it? Oh, put it on the bitter pill. <laughs> She's like, charge that to bitter pill, please. Charge that to Jamie. What if Spell J A M I E? Care if? of the bitter pill. Yada yada. London. What if Eve and all these charges to the bitter pill is what also got them raided. Oh, I'm convinced it's Carolyn. I'm convinced <laughs> no, it's Carolyn. No, I know it's Carolyn saying fuck you to Jamie for all that. You can't get raided for business. petty cash. No, you just get dismissed. And in trouble, but that's why Eve Eve doesn't care. She's moved so far beyond. She's stolen pens, staples, all kinds of stuff from the bitter pill. But after, after, after Dark Eve rises, Dark Eve rises, she crushes a bitch's chest. The smile and look of satisfaction is incredible. And she doesn't get to finish because of the popo. But and she runs off. She has to and run off. the yes. music is still playing. And we're on this high. We are on this high. On we are high. jumping up and we down. Are we are high. We are so high. We are soaring. And the scene oh, well, you know what we cut to? We cut to Terrence's favorite scene of the show. We cut I don't back know to about Mo. Favorite. I, I'm I'll being, you, of course, you, I'm being you know facetious. What? I'm being facetious. Yeah, that's why you. I started talking because you're emotional at this part. The way I was emotional, Caradine, I couldn't really handle it. I got this for you. Okay, so we cut back to Mo. All right. And Mo, Agent Mo Jafari, with the excellent hairline, is leaving a voicemail for his boss, Carolyn. And evidently, he has connected the dots. He has connected the dots that needed to be connected to Paul. And the 12. He evidently has this information that Paul is in cahoots with the 12. He is very excited. He is very proud of himself. He is happy to be bringing some good news to Carolyn. And he talks about getting a bath ready and making an omelet for himself and using a bath bomb. And of course, this is what we see not too far off in the distance. Uh, you're Mary Poppins with the bangs. Is that what oh, is that it? Call her? We don't have to see her in the distance. Uh, Mo walks past her. Oh, he does. And even though Mo is an agent dealing with a dangerous organization, Mo does not have awareness about himself. And I will leave that to Killing Eve Science to say that someone who works for an organization like MI6 or, you know, the American equivalent, CIA, FBI, whatever, like a cop, hopefully would notice a tail because, you know, training and stuff, like you're supposed to get more training the higher up you are in the agency, but whatever. Mary Poppins with the bangs does get up with her high waters. She opens up her umbrella and I'm like, bitch, theatrics? But at the same time, I was happy about the theatrics, but then what do they do? They cut they away. Cut. We don't even get to see Mo killed on screen. We don't get to see what Rihanna's working with. We don't get to see why she's the lady in red's number two. Okay. I feel robbed. I wanted to see what Mary Poppins with the bangs was doing, and I saw nothing. We don't even know how Mo died. Did she choke him out? Did she shoot him? Did she stab him? Did she poison him? What did she do, Terrence? We don't know. We don't know. Sadly, Mo is done for. But before we can tell that he is completely done for, we cut back to Constantine and Villanelle at the train station for one of the final scenes and poor Constantine is whining about how everybody wants to kill him. His ex, his daughter, Carolyn's kid. Literally everyone wants him dead, including the guy that just bumped into him. Was like, hey, bitch, <laughs> watch yourself. 
And Villanelle is hilarious because she's like, listen, I thought I thought you didn't want to talk about it. Right. I thought you said you didn't want to talk about it. And he's like, I don't. And she's like, okay, because I'm hearing this thing. It's something that's, it sounds a lot like you fucking talking about it. And she does that mocking voice. You want to talk about it. And I just love when Villanelle slash Jody does stuff like that because it would always remind me of series one. Like Frank, bang, in the, in head, the head. right? Which is definitely my one of my top five lines from series one, if not the whole fucking show together. Oh, yes. And they start talking about this uh, prospect of going to Cuba. And he starts mentioning how, you know, it doesn't really matter where he'll go. That death was going to follow him. And he, she's like, well, at least, you know, you can die in like, did she say like a floral shirt? Like a. Oh, uh, yeah. That's after he says that he thinks he's just tired. And Villanelle's like, well, up your magnesium, bitch. And I'm like, look, look, intelligent Villanelle's vitamins. back. She has right. vitamin facts. It seems like Constantine's actually trying to get out of going to Cuba. And maybe he's having second thoughts about himself or maybe just going with Villanelle. But he's saying stuff to be like, well, why should I go anyway? They're going to find me wherever I go. They're going to kill me. And I probably deserve it. And she's like, oh, you definitely deserve it. You definitely <laughs> deserve the murk that's coming your way. But hey, let's just go to fucking Cuba. That way you can get murdered. He's like, but in you know, my, a Havana shirt. He was a like, little Havana shirt. My, my lack of melanin. You know, my skin's going to burn like that. And I'm like, oh, well, that is true. <laughs> well, I would say that's going to happen to him any place there is an abundance of sun that right. is in Europe. But he's like, look, Villanelle, let's face it, okay? I'm a prick. I'm a prick. And all I'm waiting for is another prick to prick me with something deadly. That was right. Me following that was like, mm, that could be foreshadowing with Paul in episode eight, which is Maybe. gross, but fun, fun. Whoa. I just saw what you did there, and I don't oh, like it. There you go. They, well, yep, it was a little welcome. late. It was a little okay. late, but I got it. I did. And then, uh, I think this is around the time his ticker decides to to TikTok out or slow down or whatever. Well, yeah, he's in the middle of that sentence of saying like, "And all I'm waiting for is another prick too." And I think he's mid whatever. Then he's like, "Shit." And Villanelle initially is like, shit to prick, shit prick to, to prick? shit. What? What are you right. saying? And no, Constantine is having his heart attack. He's having a heart attack. He starts clutching on his chest. And Villanelle immediately is like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not the plan. No, no. Get up. Get up now. Get up. Fuck. You can't get up. Wow. This sucks. And I was getting emotional at this time because I believed as I had believed for a while that Constantine would go down. And one of the ways was heart attack, given all the foreshadowing they were giving us. So I was prepared for Villanelle to go into another descent of her depression and her spiraling. Yeah, because she definitely, you saw in her face, she was like, but I don't, I don't want you to go. And I was like, whoa, but whoa. If I could just say it was different, it was interesting. I would say that Jody emoted more in series one when she was feeding Constantine the pills. And I would say she was also more visibly destabilized and emoting more when Tatiana was about to be murdered. And so I don't know what this is exactly. Perhaps watching it some more, my opinions might evolve. But I just thought it was interesting that she felt less emotionally tethered to that specific moment. Because if she was tethered, maybe she would have waited it out. Maybe she would have seen what was going on. Maybe she would have just like hobbled his ass onto the train. I, I don't quite know. But I do believe her when she's like, I don't want you to die. I really don't want you to die. But you might. You might. And well, I got to go. Where's the money? Right. The money, honey? And then inside the, the jacket was the banknote or the... Something. I, guess, I don't right. know what it was. We didn't oh, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Sorry. That was me remembering that I found a zoomed in thing. It looked like a betting slip. So it looks like, you guys, my gaucheries of correcting Patty Power like three times over the series <laughs> are all coming together because it is potentially like what I said. Constantine embezzled. He did stuff and he put money on a thing to thing to multiply the thing. Maybe. But uh, that's that's what it looked like. That's what I think it was is a bet slip. This will be amazing if this pans out is all I'm going to say. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. 
We're Sorry. about to uncorrect some corrections. We're about to uncorrect corrections, all right? <laughs> Shit. Woo. So, uh, so she, she grabs the slip, and then she's up. She and she's out. out. She's like, bye. Bye, Constantine. But best of luck, Mind you, there are onlookers. They see this man on the floor. Okay, but where was the CPR? <laughs> People in the UK don't no know one, CPR. No one's doing it. No one right. knows chest compression. Right. Someone has a heart attack. Get that chest pumping. So Get that chest pumping. So apparently there is no doctor that has taken this train at this time. Zero. There is no zero doctors, zero nurses, training. Right. zero veterinarians. <laughs> And less than a minute, because of how editing works, we have an Eve Palastri heading over she to the body. Out. And she's like, that's okay. That's okay. I know who this is. And the first <laughs> thing she says is, Yo, where is she? A- and I was like, whoa. Eve whoa. Like, she's now, like, she's, let me help you. She's Psych. not checking his pupils. She's where's not checking Villanelle? for pulse. She's not. She's, where is she? And I have some interesting muses about this, but this has already been such a long recording. I'm not going to go into it. But I just think it's interesting and lovely in a certain kind of way that Constantine has no time to waste even though he definitely doesn't want to die he just gestures like over there the train that's leaving right and Eve does not waste a second she does not pause before she gets her little run on it felt like a teenage rom-com it really was a teenage (laughs) rom-com baby come back and you can put it all on me right but literally that's what was happening and so we see her run up and it looks like the cart just in front of her and Villanelle, to me, looks like she was getting ready to slip into depression. She looked sad. She was like, well, damn. Are we going to escape together? Is Cuba even still a plan? Because I don't know if Constantine's going to be alive in the next hour. But she sees Eve. And maybe it's my clown makeup contour. But I feel like she sees Eve and immediately her face is like, <gasps> and yes. everything that could have been trending towards the negative is now trending back towards the positive. Because yes. she just, this was the first time she gets confirmation that Eve is still in the chase. That thing she needed and desperately wanted in Amsterdam, that thing that has been their tether of like, I need to be near you. I need to find you. We need to have this connection. It's back. And so and... she waves hi. And, and Eve, Eve waves Wait, back. so Eve's wave reminded me a lot of, remember when uh, Elena was like, look, you, look, you no, just don't be thing. a dick. Right, right. Well, how can it not? It's the first time they wave yes. to each other. I would think that, especially with Suzanne and what she was saying about bookends, that it's a little bit too much for it to be pure coincidence. And people design their seasons that she looked at stuff and she was like, I would like to create some sort of cyclical things here, some sort of fucking bookends. And that was one of those things where she was like, hey, this first wave was pretty substantial in series one. And, you know, Eve once again is chasing Villanelle. She should be running the other way, but she gets out of the car to wave. And then Villanelle blows her a kiss with a bullet. And she's like, well, girl, I need to run away. So excuse me. And so it was kind of a callback to that where it's like, hi, hi. And Villanelle wasn't running this time, but she was still heading in the opposite direction, just like last time. But she looked so thrilled and happy that I can't help but be optimistic about this. And the fact that Eve waved back and the fact that you could tell she was like, God damn it, I just missed her. I don't know what questions she was going to ask her about the 12, but I feel like those questions would be solved in like two minutes. And then it'd be like, now what do you girls do? Uh, head to the boudoir. Okay. Before Carolyn finds out that you guys are together and tries to put you on another mission. But yeah. It works best when you dangle the carrot just so. It does. It does. You can't sleep with the carrot. You're less productive. <laughs> so right as we're wallowing and in and, and this, and this feel of like, you know what? So close, but so far. Oh, so close, yeah. Oh, so I far. just remember the next scene. Mm. Right. We're back we to mold. get a palate cleanse. Oh, is that <laughs> a palate cleanse of horror? Well, yes. As far as you're concerned. As because we're as back I'm to Mo. Right, because and I it's was Mo. riding a high wave. It's nighttime. And he's dead. Right. And the thing is, we still don't know how this bitch died. He is in a stream in some park in England. He's in a stream. And I said, Rianne, you obviously don't give a fuck who finds the body, bitch. A stream? You didn't even leave him in a bush. You left him in a stream. Congratulations. Thank you so much. 
Rayanne, we still don't get to know your skills. You just did it in broad daylight. Left him in a stream. Okay. And I believe after that, we are back to Carolyn, who was arriving home. And she initially calls out for Geraldine and is like, oh, I'm going to order some takeaway or whatever. And Geraldine is like, oh, what's up with you? And when she comes in and Carolyn's like, nothing. We're celebrating. Stuff to celebrate. Okay. We're going to do it. I'm going to do this thing. We're going to order. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. I'm going to make a bath. I had a breakthrough. Everything's going well at work. This is actually what I've been waiting for. She says something like, it turns out that someone who I thought was a weasel was actually a weasel. And that's good. That's good. And Jodine's like, okay, well, I mean, that's, that's good. Great. Go upstairs. Run yourself a bath. All right. Cool. And while Carolyn's heading upstairs, we hear that she gets a call. And you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's the Mo call. That is the Mo call. And so instead of us seeing Carolyn up in the bath, she's down on the couch. Remember the couch where she was having the aura when she was hungover? I feel like, is that the Jason <laughs> room to her bedroom? Like her master bedroom, just like her chill room? Because she's got like a library and stuff in there. But I would she... see that being like, like Carolyn Martin's having a private chill room outside of her bedroom. So Carolyn is now in the last room that we all have seen Mo in. When Aww. the last time Mo was in Carolyn's house. So she was definitely thinking about Mo. And Geraldine comes out complaining because there's two inches of water in the bath. And Carolyn's like, well, did you turn the water off since no one's in there? Yeah, she did. So, okay, well, you did the thing. So. I mean, Carolyn, stay wilded. Because I'd be like, <laughs> but ma, a flood? Like, don't you care about your tiles or whatever? You always got shit to say about the carpets and the tiles. But suddenly we have two inches in there. You don't care about the tiles and the carpet? Because that's concerning. She was looking gleeful. She got a call and bitch, you left the water running and you clearly have been so disconnected that you didn't hear how the water sound changes when it's definitely overflowing and no longer just collecting in the tub. And so Geraldine was right to be like, bitch, I just walked into a flood and last I heard you were getting takeaway and you know what's not arrived in this past right, 45 minutes? Secret. Takeaway, the bitch, and I'm hungry. I'm, ready to I'm order. so hungry. Right. I'm so hungry. And Carolyn, wow. Well, I guess she's all fed up. At this point, she's got zero spoons left for Geraldine or anyone. That's how I describe it. I mean, well, yes, we haven't seen Carolyn like this since episode two when Eve came to visit and say things and from the book. But I wouldn't even put it at episode two because at least in episode two, she was visibly showing emotion. Oh, she right. did not visibly show emotion in, until, in my opinion, the rage when she starts throwing the stuff at Geraldine's behest because she's being very cold. She's she being very precise. Well, this happened and well, he wasn't a civilian and well. And Geraldine just like, ah! what's wrong with you? Like, you just told me Mo died, and Does I met Mo. Right, I right. chatted with Mo. We shared conversations. He told me his favorite football team. And so I'm I'm, I'm bothered by the fact that Mo's dead, and you're sitting here like you're not, and maybe something should be done about this mother because it's not right. And I suppose, like we've said, that's entirely subjective about how people grieve and deal with right. things. And she tried to explain that when uh, she was like, well, you need to talk to me about Kenny, the... Uh... And she was like, well, you know, everybody does things their own way. So let me do me and you do you, wherever, however that works. But for, you. for a Mo Jafari fan, you must admit Carolyn was pretty fucking rude because she was like, he knew the score. He wasn't a civilian like Kenny. Kenny was a civilian. And I'm like, OK, Kenny was a new civilian, though. He was Kenny was civilian. inveigled into the 12 because of you, Carolyn, when he was working for MI6. He only quit MI6 because you threw even the trash. For your plans. So let's take a little bit of responsibility, Carolyn, about Kenny dying. Kenny would have never died. He would have never been in the crosshairs if you didn't put him there. And so I'm not sure where the writers are going with this. I wonder if it's a bit of cognitive dissonance where Carolyn's concerned that they will come back and address, perhaps via Eve, who was the only person who could really read her to Phil, to be like, yo, Carolyn, you do realize that Kenny wouldn't have been involved in any of this shit or curious about it if you had not given him the job. So you can say he was a civilian when he died, but he wasn't a civilian for the past five years of his life or whatever the fuck else where he was working for MI6. 
here comes a journey. Oh, you're such an emotional iceberg. And then, of course, she realizes she went too far and she goes to apologize. And she goes to reach out for this hug. And she's like, Carolyn, like, is on that. Uh, no. She, don't touch she, me. Right. Don't touch me. Do not touch me. And then she's like, well, um, don't. I wasn't coming at you. I was just giving you a hug. No, I don't want she's you like, to She's like, where me. are your feelings, bitch? Don't you have any? And I, I actually feel like this is Carolyn's me. extreme reaction. Like, Carolyn is not a hugger anyway. And it seems to me that she's obviously very disturbed by what's happened to Mojafar, especially when she says later that it feels personal and it feels like the walls are closing in. Mm. That perhaps a Carolyn way of dealing is to get even more compartmentalized, to seem even more detached. But that's how you know she's actually really not in a good place. And so for a person like that who already don't want the hugs, Geraldine just didn't read the thing where it's like consent matters, girl. If she don't want you touching her, don't touch her. I get it. But she literally was like, don't lay a finger. Upon my skin, Geraldine, because I can't deal with it. So I feel like she's the type of person that's like, absolutely no one touch me when I'm feeling this way. I need to be free and do what I need to do. The last thing I want is some sort of physical reassurance because that's not what reassures a personality like Carolyn Martins. (laughs) Geraldine is is here urging her mom to find a way to express herself. (laughs) She is. She's desperate. I'm surprised she didn't drop to the knees again like she did in the other episode. Mama, please. And Carolyn's saying that, you know, Geraldine's just not going to let up. She's like, oh, you want me, you want to see me express myself? Okay. And then she goes, boom, boom, crashy, smashy. Oh, but she does apologize because after she touches Carolyn and Carolyn is like, essentially like, don't you give a damn about a person's boundaries. And she just like snaps at her. She apologizes afterwards. And then Carolyn is like, okay, so what do you want? What do you, what do you, what do you, is this, is this what you want? Let me break my $100,000 vase. Because I don't know what Carolyn was breaking. I just feel like it was an oh, antique. it was expensive. It was expensive. She probably got it from a mission, a job, a former person. She helped out. She saved. I don't know. I was like, Carolyn, why are you smashing that vase? I know that's an important vase. And that's how I know you're actually really upset because, wow. I feel like she just leaves Geraldine on red. Yeah. She's like, she's well, like, she's is like, this what you, right. is this, this what you, right. is, this, is, this is this sufficient? Is this good? I hope you sweep, bitch, because I'm not. Excuse me. Because <laughs> she doesn't sweep. She leaves the broken shards for someone's foot to get injured. So I assume Geraldine just was in a room with a little brush like, ah, well, at least mom expressed, at least mom expressed herself. At least, at least she did that. And then because this is the road that we're on, we get to Constantine and his nest. And she's like, well, that was a... Uh... He's alive. Right. That was, That's the biggest that was shock. Real Constantine go. is alive. He's not dead. It's not his corpse. He is alive. And more ridiculously so, he's laughing. And she's like, well, have you had any... Stress. New stress. Right. And of and course... that starts the giggles. Right. Because he's like, bitch, you have no idea. And she's like, okay, well, I mean... I'm just here to do your intake. I need you could to you answer. Could you answer the question? Like, the could questions. you answer? Like, have there been... Is it yes by default? Because I don't know. So he... He's just laughing. continues to laugh. And then so uh, patient number two starts to laugh too. And he, they're she both laughing across together. the curtain. Well, I... That's much. I, that's, that they goes too far. laughing I would say that... Time. Well, no, no, no. Constantine is laughing at every question the nurse is trying to give him. He's laughing for like three rounds before Dasha, who clearly recognizes that laugh because who wouldn't recognize Constantine's laugh? She she starts laughing at, I assume, the fact that she knows Constantine is over there. And Constantine stops laughing. The minute he hears Dasha laughing, the curtain goes back and he sees Dasha. And she's just like, bitch, I am having the biggest laugh. And I'm like, Dasha, what about your ribs? But I can only assume that her pettiness is so extreme and extraordinary that she was like, oh, my God, Villanelle hit me in my head. She did. She did do that. Her girlfriend crushed my chest. Right. I got broken ribs. Right. And I wasn't sure what I was going to tell Alain or do. And here goes 
her former watcher, who she's definitely still talking to and planning things with, and he's right next to me. And golly gee, I just called Paul or the lady in red to tell them what happened. And here he is. Uh -huh. So I feel like she was laughing, but I'd be like, oh, oh, <laughs> so I got you and Villanelle. I got you both because you're here and oh, yeah, yes. And so I'm impressed that Dasha could laugh with her broken ribs, but I want her to fuck up Constantine's plans because I do like Constantine. He is a fave, but at the same time, doesn't he have to pay for all the drama he's caused? If Eve has had to pay, if Villanelle's had consequences for their madness, where are Constantine's? Where are they? Are there any permanent consequences for what Constantine has done? That's Not it. yet. That's where I'm at. Not yet. Right. But I hope before the series is done. I hope. They're going to push his consequences the series forward? They Whatever. I don't want to see the consequences in series four. I want to see Villanelle and Eve doing other stuff with Carolyn in season four, but sure. Yeah, I'd rather hear about Dasha's call to Paul or Dasha's call to Ellen to be like, you know what? There is another rising killer in the, in the ranks. That you oh, you know what? The at? nurse also calls him by his last name, his yes. surname, Mr. Vasilev or whatever. So even if she didn't recognize the laugh, which I feel like she you would. Should, because right. Constantine laughs way too much. She would have definitely that She would have been like, name. Konstantin Vasilev, the person I was training Villanelle with. Yeah, absolutely. I remember your ass and we don't like each other. And so, and that's the other impression I got that because of how shook he was, that they have a history like she has with Villanelle where they don't fucking like each other. They don't trust each other. They don't fuck with each other. Do you think one of them poached Villanelle from the other? No, I don't think Dasha wanted to train Villanelle anyway. And she said as much that she was told to because she was apparently the better assassin at the time and she did what she was told. But because of how Dasha's ego works, mm, I don't it. think she could ever drive with a Villanelle because she needs to be the best, just like Villanelle oh, wants to be the best. Which is why I'm like, Villanelle, you are totally an identity crisis because here's Rianne in her high waters. You, Villanelle, a fashion icon. You got Rianne in the white threaded jeans and she, she is excelling at this game. And I just, I say, Laura, Laura, please bring back what is right and what is good. <laughs> for my, my jaunty Villanelle and her fashions and her murders, please, please, please. And just let her do a couple with her girlfriend. That's all. Like, they could still work for MI6 or the 12 or whoever is doing whatever. Just like, could we get a few murders? Right. That would be very nice. But I think, um, well, we have one more scene left before the episode is done. Right. And that's Eve at the station. At the Liverpool Street Station. And as she is walking, I'm guessing outward, like, she probably took the train back. This is her probably getting back into London from playing around in Scotland or wherever she just was at that train station. And she's like, well, she thinks that she's just about to go back to the bed of pill to figure out what else she can move, how to do Oh, that's what. cute. That's cute. I think Eve was thinking through her next chase Villanelle down. Like she was thinking through where did she go and how do I find that out? And Villanelle apparently, well, I don't know that she lets her know because she, Villanelle says like the two lines and then Eve just like, they don't hang up on each other. They just stop talking on the weird, phone. It's right. what they do. I don't know. We've got but to stop meeting like this. I'm saving it for the muses. But I'm like, so Villanelle, how long have you had a bitch phone number? Villanelle, how long have you had a bitch number? Questions and I, I don't want to get into the muses. They do need answers. I'm just going to say that maybe this is a part of what I suspected. Because I have always said that I feel like Villanelle values consent intensely, especially consent with women. And if she perceived that anything was possible with Eve and that... What we said, if you love someone, let them go and they come back. That she would have to pause on her pursuit of, of Eve to be like, will this resume? Will this interest that you once had in me, is it still here? Will it resume? Because that's what I was into. And in my mind anyway, so far until I meditate on it once more, for the muses that she, that that was the answer. That she wasn't sure. Because there's all kinds of reasons a bitch could kiss you and maybe still not want to be with you. Because, you know, the, the, the vapors, the vapors, the gay vapors, they are intense. But if a bitch is chasing you and waving, doesn't it seem like she wants a little bit more that doesn't just have to do with killing you or stabbing you? Ultimately, I think all of this was just to sum up the fact that she's saying, hey, the ball's now in your court. 
because yes, I saw that you're still coming after me. That, that this is something you still want. Yes, at the end of or in the middle of uh, episode four was a lot of that so not over me that we were given. But to see her after the screaming, like okay, we're past the screaming Eve because she waved. It wasn't like anything else. Like she was. It was almost like she was ready to. It's almost like yeah, saying oh we love we're leveling up. Again. Well, I would also say there's a difference between not being over someone and wanting to be with someone because you can break up with someone and have those last few jaunts that really aren't going to lead to anywhere. Or, you know, you can actually want to resume something with someone. So I think that there's space for both. That desire and lust was something that was always very palpable between Eve and Villanelle. Like literally a door was separating them and O's were still had through little people. So realistically... The sexual vibe has never been an issue with them. What I think matters most to Villanelle in these stages is the emotional side, the commitment side, the love side. And the fact that she wants this with Eve, she wants to feel like she understands it and has it. Eve told her in um, very certain terms, you don't understand what love is and no, this isn't real. And so even though we have not had Eve exposition to near the degree we need to understand what's happening with Villanelle, she is definitely still on that page of Actually, you are wrong, Dasha. Lady in Red, you are wrong. Villanelle is not just about killing. She's not just this person lacking empathy that is designed, that you created to just be this killing machine. And that's all she is. That's all she will ever be. She believes differently. And she has believed differently the entire time. And she's always been trying to get to the root of Oksana. Oh, why did you do this? Why did this happen? What's the real story behind this? And so it seems like in this season, they're telling us, well, the real story is that she was very traumatized by her mother for reasons. And this has created a type of pathology in her conscious and subconscious that leads to these types of behaviors and so i don't know i lost my point really no it's fine but in early am but yeah no, that's, it's that's, true that's, the sun is out the birds are chirping you already know how we do i'll so, save it for the musings right. all right and that sums up the episode you know of course we get the long drawn out uh I was about to say crane shot, but you know me, I'm not tech. I don't know how these things work. But Lord. the way they zoomed out, it would have made me think, had I been someone on that the scene, that there would crane. have been a face to face. Are you talking about the Eve shot? Yes. Right, the right, right. shot. That's I was a, like, oh, is... does this mean we're going to see at least the back of someone or a pair of shoes? Are we going to see that there was someone staring at her that made this call? Like, was this a call made from inside the station? None of that is confirmed. It's not. But... It gives us something to muse about. And we I mean, we were disappointed. It's one of those things where I just feel like going into the episode with certain expectations. And the only expectation I've really had, and it didn't start till like episode six, was Villeneuve. More Villeneuve development. And I've not received as much as I would have liked. So that shit is stressful. It is. It's stressful about the time. The time is the times. How much time will be spent on this thing? But, well, we have a lot of options for the finale. We've been musing over some of them. We will just stop musing in this episode because we've mused. We've gone off track. We've gone to side tracks. But again, the sun is high in the sky. This is what happens. We get sometimes what we're saying mid-sentence, unfortunately. <laughs> but yes, I if something I said did not make sense and we discover this these gaucheries upon the playback. Well, <laughs> if you hear it in the edit, I'm, I'm sorry. We'll fix it in the <laughs> snack and make it a correction because I really don't fucking know. I just know that this is, we're here. It, this is it. We are at the end. It is. We finished this the is, penultimate. Right. And we asked you guys what you all thought about it. And we asked you to tell us your highs oh, yeah, and right. lows. You have those things. And a majority of the highs have been telling us that you were into, yes, the energy that uh, the Lady in Red has been giving mm -hmm. to Villanelle. And we uh, we appreciate that because, you know, there's an Lady order. There's a pecking order. And yes, you may be skilled and talented, but you are just a child. Which means 
maybe that means you have ways to go. You're a beautiful agent of chaos. Just revel in that. Be be discord from Hercules and Xena. I mean, or not. Oh my God. I just, I'll save it for the muse. I'll just say it out. As I, I think that Eve would agree with agent of chaos, but I do not think she would agree with monster. And it looks like monster bothered Villanelle when she was called it by the lady in red. Looks like she objected to that adjective. And so I just feel like that while a lot of what the lady in red was saying was relevant to who Villanelle is as a person, how her behavior expresses itself, that she doesn't want to be referred to as a monster. She wants a different word used. And lady in red did her best to be like, oh no, this is what I mean by monster. This is what I mean. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. And on a side note, not that I'm a pyro, but so is fire. Fire is very beautiful. And I love that she used the analogy of fire because fire is one of those things like water that in abundance, it is absolutely destructive. In fact, people would say the most, one of the most destructive forces that exist within nature, a mm. shit ton of water, a shit ton of fire, things are done. But if you look at it, it's beautiful. At least, I mean, I, look, I don't want to sound like the weirdo from Backdraft. I'm just going to say that I do think fire is very pretty, especially as you go from temperatures and fire changes color. And so I just, I wanted to bring up how much I liked that analogy that she was using. But ultimately, I think it shows that she is still very disconnected from Villanelle despite reading the files because a different word probably would have jived and not brought her out of the reverie of monster and then her having to explain other highs this episode include but are not limited to uh villanelle striking dasha uh eve with her foot on dasha's chest by a landslide there were a lot of those saying that that was their high of the episode that eve leveling up eve tapping into her darkness eve being being her own version of an agent of chaos that we all know deep down that she was and she just needed the the room the time the opportunity to strike, to shine, to do what must be done. And she was doing it. She was doing it. And if it wasn't for that siren, she would have did all of it and did it well. Um, We did ask for lows. The lows were unanimous, unfortunately. <sighs> we, I, I, I guess what we'll do is we'll go over those lows in the music and see why, 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 why they are lows. And then see if maybe they'll turn into something that is not really a low. And of course, that's all the Geraldine mm. and uh, oh, that's a low. That's my low. Well, that, that's that's that's. I was, it chilling, was, I was chilling with Geraldine and Gemma Whalen prior to this. I was trying to make excuses for her ridiculousness. I was trying to make space and empathy for her trauma. I'm over it. She want to hop on Constantine's knob, girl. You on your own. You on your own with the fandom and with life. Well, mother, and with your mother. Well, mother, why wouldn't you tell me that you guys were sleeping together? Well, you know, ways that this whole thing could go, but we will. We will see. We will see. Well, we will definitely see. Thank you again to everyone who participates with us on the live and sends in your highs and lows before you turn in for the night because we appreciate it. And we love pooling just like all the various reactions and responses to what the characters are doing because it's such a wide, wide variety. Sometimes we are all on the same page in the thing. And other times you're like, oh my God, you are across the galaxy with that one. <laughs> but I love that I now know where you are. And for those who missed the live and were not made aware, um, we are doing a giveaway based on those who are rating and reviewing us through, for the year 2020. So if 2020. you are on Apple Podcasts or have access to Apple Podcasts, you can just go ahead and rate and uh, do a blurb or review if you prefer or so choose. And uh, we'll definitely uh, let you guys know after the... Is it, Depending on when we lock this up. When do we, well, do we lock it up after the finale? Because that's like, maybe what do we lock off? up? Right. 
What? Um, Wait, what's the question? Well, I'm lost in the sauce. Because the entries begin from 2020. Oh, but... I think we're actually going to lock it off maybe like a week after the finale because we'll have another snack okay. that's connected to that. Got it. And oh, right. So I was thinking we could announce it on the Zoom, but then I feel like we'll already be doing too much. Yeah, it's too complicated. Too soon, right. So we'll give ourselves a week. And then for anyone who didn't hear things or whatever, they have that extra time and then we can announce it on the snack right so likely towards the end of the month because it's what the additional week after to do our postseason so that looks like it'll land near the end of maybe the end of may or, or maybe early june we'll see and of course the other low that was domineering that i felt like didn't need to be said because it's we've already said enough of it was not enough eve but we get it and we know we get it and we know, but the Eve we, we got it and we was know. good. Oh, it was so so damn. When, Eve, when the Eve is good, good. You know, the I'm, thing is, Eve has been good consistently, yes. and that's why people get so extra because you just imagine to yourself, imagine if we had more scenes, right. imagine if we had some exposition about anything to do, imagine if she takes her wedding ring off. But again, I'm just gonna leave that for the snack, leave it for the musings. Let me stop and just push the mic away from mine lips. A reminder that you can reach out to us at hey you guys all one word at well well villanelle.com our insta is well well villanelle and our twitter if you are about it about it is well villanelle as you know we are recording out of new york city where we are finally seeing fewer than 100 deaths a day but we're still not all fully integrated in the phase one aspect of the reopening process uh so if you can you can support our patreon or our ko-fi ko hyphen fi forward slash misandry in our show notes and uh, as it helps with our upkeep and the transition and the transition that we have had to make from public to private transportation, Indeed. um, <laughs> still wild in these New York streets, y'all. Some essential I workers, tell you that. I mean, they are taking the public transportation. And they are saying that they have never seen this. I so just empty heard from a friend so that clean. their sister got COVID for the second time because she's an essential worker, and I'm just like, yo, <laughs> what is life, bro? I my little brother's birthday just passed. I'm just like, can this bitch not get it again? Because I don't need that kind of stress. Agreed. I really don't. And then they were talking about new uh, medical rules and laws saying that if you've had the antibodies, they count in previous COVID as pre-existing conditions to up your rates and things Wait of that a nature. Minute. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. So I, I will Fuck say, America. do your, I'll say, That's do your what research. We doing? That's what we doing. I'll say, do your That's research. That's what we doing. Wow. Wow. So I, I'm, wow. I'm on That's a, brand new information. I did not know that. I missed that, that is, article. Right. Right. I missed I'm, it. Pissed off. Lord. Oh yes. Um. Do, 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 do. Please don't make us the ultimately like the guinea pigs to be trying out the subway system. We don't want to do that, which is why we've been doing the private transportation. It helps keeps us from being, you know, exposed unnecessarily while we continue to create the content that we love and that we hope that you enjoy as well um special shout out to all of the essential workers those who uh (laughs) risk themselves day in and day out whether they are salary workers whether they are hourly workers whether they make most of their money from tips and everywhere in between you help keep this city running and we all the cities across the globe as well right but especially a big jaunty city like ours having been the most affected by this awful virus so we just always want to say at the end of each of our episodes how much we appreciate every last one of you guys yes because we can't do what we do without without you you guys for sure alrighty so until the snack episode here's hoping you get killed by a woman and dark Eve has risen you motherfuckers the legends of Eve Palastri (laughs) continues to grow Sasha may not be dead but her ribs are fucked and think about all the people Eve has left alive and traumatized oh yes dark Eve is rising hashtag dark Eve rising bye guys till next time bye
Holy Murder.